Hello, everyone. Praise God. We welcome you again to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And what a joy it is to be with you once again today as we're in the midst of a wonderful, important series that we need to know so strongly and have deep in our heart. And we're taking our time in this series about living by faith in these last days. How do we live by faith? How do we walk by faith? And we're looking at several scriptures concerning the fact that we as believers, glory to God, have promises from God. Amen. And we don't need to be afraid of anything. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And the scriptures reveal God's will to us. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking at. The word of God is the will of God. Amen. The word of God is the will of God. So as we're looking at these things, we encourage you once again today, if you haven't been with us, to have your Bible there in front of you. We're going to be receiving communion at the end of the service again today. And if you haven't heard any of the previous broadcasts, we encourage you to go back and listen to them mm -hmm. because it'll help make more sense of what we might be saying today. And we know the Bible tells us faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So we're so excited. Praise God. So, and we also at this point want to thank everyone again for your continued support and giving. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and we praise God and believe for your every need to be met. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go to the word of God in prayer. Father, we do thank you and praise you for this time together today. And we thank you for the exciting things that your word reveals to mm -hmm. us as believers. Thank you. Lord, in these last days, we know we have nothing to be afraid of because you didn't give us the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. So, right. Lord, with that as the backdrop of our understanding, we know you're a good God. We know that you're for us and on our side. And today we ask for the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of our understanding, to fill us with the knowledge of his will in a greater, more perfect way about your promises and revealing them to us in our spirits, in yes. the name of Jesus. Thank and we Jesus. thank you for every need met today. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 You. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's go again today and start off with looking at our key texts, a couple of them anyway, and that's in the book of Galatians. Now, we've already established the fact that in several different places, one in the Old Testament and three in the New, that it talks about the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. The just shall live by faith. And we're not going to look at those scriptures again. We've covered them immensely on our previous parts. This is part six. But we've looked at them in depth and they reveal to us all, very importantly, that the just, those who have been declared righteous, those who have been born again, God's children, mm -hmm. need to walk by faith and to live by faith. Yeah. And that's why we're looking at this. And we're looking at being redeemed from the curse of the law, especially in Galatians chapter 3. And if you have your Bibles, let's read this. And if you don't already have it underlined or highlighted, we encourage you to do that. But in Galatians 3, verse 13, it says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ hath redeemed us. You can write your name in there and put that where it says us. Because you, as a child of God, have rights and privileges 
because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago. That's right. And we must always remember, it's not because of our goodness, not because of our greatness, because we're so smart. It's because God is so great and He loves us so much. And He culminated the plan of redemption, signed, sealed, and delivered to humanity 2,000 years ago when Jesus arose mm-hmm. from the dead after He died on the cross for all of humanity once and for all. Mm-hmm. So today we have the privilege of receiving Him as our Lord and Savior and as believers believing what He said in the New Testament. So it says there, Christ has redeemed us so that He's redeemed you. Praise God. From the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And again, the tree is talking about uh, typologically about the cross. That it... that. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So God made promises to Abraham who Romans chapter 4 tells us, and we won't look at this today, but we're told that Abraham is the father of our faith and we're to follow in the footsteps of him. What are those footsteps? They're the footsteps of faith. Abraham believed the promises of God when God gave him promise and it was accounted to him or reckoned or laid up for him for righteousness. In other words, God imputed righteousness to Abraham because Abraham took God's promises and believed them. said, God, you said it. I believe it. I accept it and believe it. And that's the same for us today. Mm-hmm. We believe the promises of God. The promises of God, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, are yea and in Him, amen, to the glory of God. So we need to find out from the Scriptures the promises and then hold on to them by receiving them and believing in them. Amen? Amen. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So this has all been ratified through the Lord Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Well, the Spirit of God gave the promise, but we receive it by faith. That's why the just shall live by faith. That's why it's all interconnected, isn't it, honey? That's right. That the lifestyle that we live as Christians, mm-hmm. not just during the good times, but during the trying times, is a life lived by faith in God. Mm-hmm. Faith in God is the foundation for us as believers. Amen. And it's integral to every aspect of our walk with God. So it says there that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that would be us, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit the same way that Abraham did, and that was by faith. God promised to bless Abraham, to supply and give him his every need and bless him financially. And if you read back in Genesis chapter 12, he said that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply your seed. And in chapter 13, you read that Abraham was rich in cattle and silver and gold, so he had an abundance of earthly things, Mm -hmm. but he didn't seek those things. He sought God and God blessed him immensely. But what else did God promise him? Well, God promised him in the plan of redemption as it was in seedling form back then. This is before Jesus Christ came and went to Calvary for us. Mm -hmm. But he promised Abraham he was going to bless him financially, but he was going to take care of him with his health too. Mm -hmm. And he was going to lengthen his days and bless his family and praise God, one day Abraham was going to have the ability 
to uh, when he died, of course, at age 175. That's a good long time. And he went to Abraham's bosom. And he was down in Abraham's bosom. And then when Jesus arose from the dead, he led captivity captive. And Abraham's bosom was emptied out, which was in the heart of the earth. There was a great gulf fixed between that and hell, where the departed righteous went before Jesus arose from the dead. And after Jesus arose from the dead, now we go immediately into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven to, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we die in uh, here on the earth as believers. So praise God for that. But God gave promises to Abraham and they were received it and worked into his in his life because he was done by faith, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so right. the faith journey is a wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've been looking at all these different scriptures concerning that glory to God. So when it says here that the blessing would come on, it came through faith. That's the point. Now, if you skip down to Amen. Galatians uh, 3.29, it says, and if you be Christ, then you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you go back and you study the Bible very carefully as we're told to do study to show ourselves approved, we go back and find out what the promises of God were to Abraham, which we just capsulized a moment ago. And then in the New Testament, we know that the new covenant was established upon better promises. Mm -hmm. And so those promises for us today are as sure as they were to Abraham back then, but they're actually even more sure, we could say, because Jesus Christ paid the price and now we receive them by faith and by walking in obedience to God's will in his ways. Amen? Amen. So we're Christ. You are Christ's. And that is a good thing to say. You're, you are Abraham's seed through the Lord Jesus Christ and heirs according to the promise. Now, as we've said in previous sessions, that we went back and looked at Deuteronomy 28 because that's where the blessings and the curse we can see very clearly. The curses had to do with uh, poverty, lack, sickness and disease, plagues, all kinds of things like that, Mm -hmm. as well as the first part of Deuteronomy 28 talking about the blessings, having more than enough, lending and not borrowing, all these different things. Now, as we're looking at this, we can see, and we did cover this in Deuteronomy 28, verses 58 through 62, it talks about doing all the works, words of the law, that we'd fear the glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, And that if we didn't do that, then the Lord would make plagues wonderful. And we left off last time with Psalm 91, Mm -hmm. which we looked at and gave the definition about pestilences. But he covered every plague, every disease, every sickness that would never even be written in what he was explaining there in Deuteronomy 28. And we've been redeemed from it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's right. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, part of the curse was, is that you had to keep the law perfectly Mm -hmm. uh, to be the recipient of all the blessings. And so the law pointed us to our need for Christ. So praise God. Now the law is written in our heart to obey God, to know and want to do the right thing. Amen. Amen. So, but we looked at these things because right now in this particular time, as we've been going over step by step, these things the scriptures laid out to us, it's important to have a great understanding what we've been redeemed from. And particularly as we've been looking at about the fear that's been radiated in this world by constantly daylight to darkness, every day we're being bombarded with fear. 
That's right. The 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 virus, the this, the death toll, the that, and everything, mm -hmm. and it begins to wear on people. After a period of time, even believers, if we don't stay sharp and we don't stay honed in and tuned in to what God has already previously said, That's and stay right. strong in that. Well, fear hath fear hath torment, and yeah, what does, fear does, it, does it torments it. people. It keeps them from. Um, being able to think, you know, properly and soundly. And that's why, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And so if you think about mm -hmm. those things, uh, where does it affect people mostly? It affects their mind. Mm -hmm. And then they can make, you know, the, the wrong decisions based out of that fear. And um, that's not the way God operates. That's We're right. God's realm and his kingdom is the kingdom of faith and not the kingdom of fear. That's There's right. a fear of the Lord, though. There's a That's fear. a whole different fear. Yes, though, it's it? a fear and a respect um, mm -hmm. for the things of God, a reverence for His, for Him and His ways, and for His Word and His Spirit. Mm -hmm. But it's but that's something that it, it brings soundness. It doesn't bring um, confusion, confusion or chaos. That's or for sure. That's right. That's exactly right. So in Psalm 91, we looked at this uh, particularly. It's, it's the whole psalm is worth reading. Yes, meditating, meditating in and getting it deep within your spirit. Yes, amen. The whole thing, mm -hmm. because it's a really a prophetic psalm about the times we're living in right now. Sure is. It's true all the way down through history, but it's very true right now. Mm -hmm. Last time in Psalm 91, we, we read uh, the first six verses, and we pointed out the fact that God uh, would keep us safe because God was our refuge. And in verse 3, it talked about Him keeping us and delivering us from the noisome pestilence. The noisome pestilence. And then not being afraid in verse 5 and then verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. So He actually brings out the word pestilence twice. And we gave you uh, Webster's 1828 dictionary definition, which the Bible actually has a built-in dictionary to it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at what it, the word t pestilence means, again, it means plague. It means uh, any contagious or infectious disease that is either an epidemic or mortal. Mm -hmm. That covers about everything, right? Sure does. And if we really think about this, brothers and sisters, then that's going to grip a heart. Our, and it's going to get full in our heart more and more as we meditate on these things. And then when we hear a bombardment of different people, naysayers, even Christians, unfortunately, sometimes they can side in with the negative and begin to bring doubt and fear about what's going on in the world, especially when things are prolonged. And back in Deuteronomy 28, he talked about prolonged sicknesses and prolonged things. Well, God permitted things to happen in the Old Testament. And the Bible, of course, is progressive revelation. You don't get the full revelation in the Old Testament, but you come over in the light of the New Covenant and you can see God's will and His ways. And because we have the New Covenant, we can look backwards and get more light on the Old Testament and get understanding concerning the will and the ways of God. I think there's a deeper appreciation for those things too, because then you can see, <clears throat> you know, oh, wow, this is really what the Lord delivered me from. That's These right. are the things we no longer have to do because of His grace, His mercy, and the sacrifice that mm -hmm. He paid for us. 
Um, a lot of times, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, this has yes. been quite the year for twenty twenty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no but, pun intended. Yeah. Um, but one thing we can do in the Word of God, I, and I think that's so good to go back and forth between, you know, Deuteronomy twenty eight and uh, twenty nine, and then we look at Galatians three, and we think, oh wow. I mean that that to me has spoken so much to me when I think yep. about every curse that is written or not even written in the book of this law and what mm-hmm. Jesus the price that he paid mm-hmm. for all of us so that we could have freedom we could have liberty we could have healing and when you, if you just meditate on those things that brings healing for your body I can't you know I can't think of all the times that I've received healing according to the word of God meditating mm-hmm. on those two passages between yes. Deuteronomy and Galatians 3 Yes. It's like, wow, Lord, you you paid this price for me. Yes. You did this for me. I don't have to pay the price. He did it already for us. Right. If you're sick in, <clears throat> in body or diseased, know this for sure, my brother or sister, that you're not suffering for Jesus mm-hmm. because Jesus suffered and he paid it all. And suffered. it is not his will for you to be sick, diseased with anything one day of your life. That is not his will highest will That's for right. your life. That's right. Now, again, we we have, as we look at the Bible, we see it is progressive revelation mm-hmm. and that in the Old Testament, God, people were, had, they were a free moral agent just like they are today. And God set up spiritual law and forces from a spiritual standpoint that are in place, just like the natural law of gravity. It works for the believer and the unbeliever. It works for those who believe in gravity, and it works for those who don't believe in it. That's right. It's, it's going to work the same. Whether you believe it or not, it works. So in that sense, you could say, well, you know, uh, I fell off of a roof and God killed me. Let's just use something bizarre. I fell off of a roof by accident and God killed me. Somebody could say that. You could say well, no, yes, God didn't. I fell off of my own free will, whether I wasn't being safe or it was a legitimate accident, whatever. I wasn't protected. God's not the I didn't have a cost. rope off or something. Mm-hmm. But if you say that God did it. did it in the sense that he created the laws that took me down, that's correct. So the Bible tells us it rains on the just and on the unjust. Mm-hmm. So God has put in nature in the natural realm, as well as the spiritual, certain laws mm-hmm. that if you tap into them, they will work to bless you as well as bring a curse on you or the wrong thing that you don't want. I've heard time and time again, for example, uh, through the years that certain people would be blessed, whether it was financially mm-hmm. or in their bodies, just because they tapped into spiritual laws that were put in place mm-hmm. by God and they were the recipients of the blessing thereof. That's right. So we don't want to get hung up too much on the semantics, but when it talks about in the Old Testament, the Lord sending this, the Lord that, it's more in the permissive sense than it is the causative sense. And we need to rightly divide the word of truth and know that, okay? Mm-hmm. Why don't you I mean, touch because, on that briefly? Well, Just briefly. It's, it's, it's so <laughs> true, especially when you read like in the book of Deuteronomy 28, where it talks about, in verse 29, it says, Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and the plagues of thy seed, of and even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sickness, and of long continuance. 
Moreover, he shall bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt. Well, when we look here in the, in the days ahead, maybe in the next session or two, about the Passover and how the children of Israel were passed over or they didn't receive of the plagues mm-hmm. that happened that was, to the Egyptians. That was verse 5,900. That was verse 59 yes. of Deuteronomy 28. Sorry yes. about that. And it says there, the whole thing is, is that it says that God made it. God did it. Like it says there in Isaiah 45, it says the Lord, he creates uh, 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 light and darkness. And it talks about in different places, you'll find it looks like mm-hmm. a paradox. Like God's doing it. He's on both sides. Well, God systematically set things up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why our obedience is protective. Because when we know our covenant rights and we're endeavoring out of our heart to obey God and listen to him, walk in forgiveness. For example, that's a biggie because that hinders and stymies our faith from working. But it, it brings on things. It opens the door, so to speak, to the devil and what he wants to do because he wants to try to inflict as much hurt, sorrow, and pain on God's children as possible. That's why we have to understand God. God is a God of love. And God has not changed and become a different God just because we're living in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it's the same God. Same Father, same Jesus, who was Christ before He became Jesus when He was born on earth. He existed with the Father and with the Holy Ghost in eternity past. You say, I don't understand that. Well, I don't either, and nobody else does because we have a finite mind. But that being said, God knows what he's doing and he has not changed. And so God loves people. But we get, again, more revelation in the New Testament to know about a keynote scripture, John 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and for to kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So you see, on one hand, that the devil's coming to destroy him people to destroy you to destroy people and on the other hand jesus came to help and to bless and to give life so we make the choice just like it says there back in deuteronomy 30 we read this a week ago or two about how that i set before thee this day life and death blessing and cursing choose life that thou now thy seed may live so we have a choice god did not make us robotic he did not Make us obey him. But one of the things, brothers and sisters, that I'll just share here briefly, is that God created man for fellowship and God wants us to love him. God wants us to tell him, Father God, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you for the comforter of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your precious written word. We thank you for your promises for the plan of redemption. We thank you and we love you. And the Father wants us to tell him that out of our own free heart, not because we're forced and merely robotic. God does love us. Yes, he amen. wants us to love him and serve him with a great passion, well, with all of amen. our heart. And I think too, honey, you know, um, the Lord expects us, when you receive light on a subject, he expects us to walk in that light, lest it become darkness to us. That's what the word of God says. And it's important that we walk in the light we've received because, as you said, 
And mm-hmm. as the word declares that if you don't walk in that light um, and you don't walk, you know, these things can come on people because of ignorance or because of disobedience. But a lot of times if people receive the light, they're like, oh, that's nice, but they don't walk in it. You know, the Bible says the doers of the word are blessed. That's right. So, you know, as, again, as you were saying, obedience is protection. And it's like the umbrella of his protection, though. If you, if I was to step outside and it's raining, I have this umbrella, then of course the umbrella is going to protect me from the rain. As you're under and the elements. The, as I'm underneath the umbrella. umbrella. <clears throat> but if exactly. I step out from underneath that umbrella, what's going to happen is whatever elements are falling, whether it's snow or rain or maybe the sun's even beaten down, um, I'm going to be exposed to those things because I stepped out from underneath the protection of the umbrella. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. When, once we receive light on something, mm-hmm. whether we agree with it or not, that's where the submission of, of coming into His Word, it's like, okay, yeah. Lord, you know more than me. You created me. You mm-hmm. know everything. You're omniscient. You're you know omniscient. You can be everywhere at once. You're uh, omnipotent. He knows everything. He's so, all-powerful. Uh, he's all-powerful. But So because of these things, then He's got to know a few things that are going to help us. Right. Um, and I'm using that, you know, um, I'm mincing my words there, but no, he knows everything. He's here to help us and to guide us and lead us. And so that's why we trust the Lord to help us and guide us and lead us. And he knows more than us. He's there to help us. And his word declares to us what we have. Exactly. And that's why we can act on it and say, well, Amen. you know what? I choose to agree with the word of God. Amen. I choose to agree with the word of God. And even if I'm wrong, I choose to agree with the Word of God because it's out, It's ultimately for my best. Exactly. And protection. And the thing is, is whether it's adjustment just in tweaking our mentality and how we think, uh, that is key because sometimes we don't have light as we should have or we could have had in our life about different things. And when we receive that light to embrace it, mm-hmm. when we have an understanding that God is my helper, God is my healer. God loves me. Then that helps us to understand that contrawise to God is the devil on the other side of the equation that wants to steal, kill, and destroy from my life. And honey, like you were alluding to and bringing out there about the umbrella of protection, we see that right there from verse 1 in Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Or under the umbrella of His protection. Yes, under the shadow. The shadow. What does the shadow do? It covers you. It, it covers you in a certain place. Mm-hmm. So praise God. Amen. This This is revealed in the Word of God. So we allow the Lord by His Word and what knowledge we have to have our understanding and our thinking tweaked yes. and changed. That's why we're called, as we've looked in previous sessions, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, to renew our mind to change the way we think. Because the first thing that God calls all of us to do as a newborn babe in Christ Mm -hmm. when we get born again is to change the way we think. That's right. Because we change the way we think about Him and our knowledge about Him. We start to grow and about things in life. We start to understand the major in the major and, and think like he minor in the minor. It right. makes, our, makes our life a lot easier if we think like he thinks. Amen. So the Bible brings these things out and it's important yes, it for us. Now, if we read on here just for a moment in Psalm 91, as we read there in verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. So any contagious, infectious disease that's either epidemic or mortal, in other words, it kills you, 
Mm-hmm. We've been redeemed from that. Amen. He, we're not supposed to be afraid of that. Praise God. That's right. It says go on, going on in verse seven, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right. So a thousand over here, ten thousand over here on the other side. But guess what? But it shall not come nigh thee. Now this is all in contextual terms, right? Yes. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy my refuge, and even the Most High, thy habitation. Again, the umbrella, as Pastor Don was bringing out a moment ago. There shall no evil befall thee, verse 10, and you can shout about that, praise God. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Hallelujah. Great news. That is great news. Now this is Old Testament. Galatians 3 says, Christ redeem us from the curse of the law. Mm-hmm. All right? And Amen. so in the New Testament, Jesus bought and paid yes, in His redemptive plan that He consummated, that the Father sent Him and commissioned Him to do. He paid the full price. We don't have to pay for anything. Amen. We need to receive it by the grace of God because He loves us. Amen? Amen. So neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. You need to put that at the top of your door. That's right. If, if it helps you to remember that when you leave your dwelling place, wherever you live, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Amen. Write that because that'll dispel the spirit of fear. Fear. You as a Christian, you have a covenant with God and God wants yes. you well. Thank he you wants Lord. you protected That's because he news. wants you to be a light in these last mm-hmm. days before Jesus returns to be able to dispense the glory of God that's reflected through our life that goes back to him about God's goodness. Yes. It's the goodness of God that leadeth thee to repentance, it tells us in Romans chapter 2. Mm-hmm. So the goodness of God is what Amen. makes people thirsty for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not because he's up there in heaven waiting to wrap you on your knuckles or fly, swat you like you would with somebody with a fly, uh, a fly with a fly swatter. God's not like that. That's right. He's not He's angry. Not. He's not upset. No. He loves you. He wants to help us and praise God. He forgives us instantly and completely when we ask him by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see there that no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. Neither shall any plague. What's any mean? Any means all. Means all. Any means anything that would come up that they didn't yet discover back when this was written all the way up including 2020, the year, and way past. That's right. No matter what happens. No matter what happens, we don't need to be afraid. Isn't that good news? That's great news. Oh, praise God. Neither. And when you start to confess the Word of God, this is how you build the reality into your life in part, by feeding on God's Word and exercising it, Mm -hmm. feeding your faith, having an exceedingly growing faith. Every day, you should grow in your faith life and walk with God. Mm -hmm. And how is that going to happen? By meditating in the Scriptures. That's right. By meditating in the Scriptures. Look at uh, here. Let's look at one more Scripture from Joshua. (laughs) Were you going there already? I'm going there. All right. We were right there on (laughs) the same page by the help of the Lord. Glory to God. But Joshua 1.8, of course, this is... Right over, right after the time when, when uh, Moses <laughs> had died, he told Joshua, "Now you're going to have to lead these people across the River Jordan, 
and go on into the promised land. All right? And he gives him some instructions. Moses, you've leaned on him, but now it's time to lean fully on me because you're going to take his place as being a leader of the people. So notice what it says there in verse 5 of Joshua 1. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Praise God. God won't fail you, brother or sister. He will not forsake you or fail you. Neither one. Remember, He loves you. That's right. Well, look what He says, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. How are we going to be strong? and of good courage. We're going to have to do it in the help of the strength of the Lord. That's why it says there in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, we looked at this several weeks ago in in a previous session, that we're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Not in the power of our might, because it's by the grace of God that we can walk these things out. Jesus did it all. He did it all. So look at this. So, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous. Now, let me give you a definition of the word courageous or being full of courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. Being courageous doesn't mean there's not things that are legitimately fearful that surround us. In this life, there's all kinds of things That's right. that could nip at our heels mm-hmm. and hurt us. Courage is not the absence of fear. Rather, it is the mastery of it. Amen. It is the mastery of fear. Because fear wants to master you. Mm-hmm. But God has given you the keys to the kingdom yes. through the Lord Jesus yes. Christ, by the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, yes. to conquer and put underneath your feet the spirit of fear. Amen. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Perfect love casts out... His perfect love. Yes. His love and knowledge of His love mm-hmm. for us. If I have a knowledge of God's love for me then I know he's on my side. I don't need to be afraid of anything. That's right. Not a right? one thing. So Not now, remember, this is Old Testament. This mm-hmm. is before Calvary. So when he said, only be thou strong and very courageous. So in other words, he was saying, hey, Moses is gone. He's always been there for you, but I'm there for you. And I'm not leaving you. Same thing's yeah. true with you, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter what's coming down the pike. It doesn't matter what people are saying out there. That, oh, this is going to get you. Oh, this is bad. Hey, believe what God said about it. Believe what God said. Be thou strong and very courageous. Now, here's a question. It's not a trick question. Would God tell us to do something that we didn't have the capacity to do? No, He would not. No, of course not. Because God is not a hard taskmaster or a taskmaster that's asking us to do the impossible. We can do the impossible with his help. That's right. All right. So if we couldn't, if we couldn't do it, then he would, he would be us. unjust. He would have told us you can't do you it. You can't do it. But he said, be strong and very courageous. 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it from the right hand or to the left. That Get this. This is verse 7, Joshua 1. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So part of prosperity, it's not just money. Thank God for money. But prosperity is physical prosperity in our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. When you're healthy, you have a prospering body. Right. When you're well, you have a prospering body. Praise God. Amen. Now look what it says. Where you're going to prosper wherever thou go. In other words, where thou live. If only I lived in the right place. Mm -hmm. If only if I was secluded from people that were people contagious, say. that I would be safe and I would be secure. Or no. If I, or if I stay home at all, all the time. If right. I stay home all the time. And I don't, I'm well, not around no. people. <laughs> no. That's, if I'm that's not, fear. That is fear. And so many times... That's the whole ideology of fear and how the devil uses it as a, as a tac tactical weapon against believers yes. is, is he gets us maneuvered into that fear. That's right. To be afraid, to try to avoid things. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have common sense and use common sense and use good hygiene. Again, we've said this repeatedly. But the fact of the matter is our foundation... And bedlock belief has to be in what God said and God being with us and in us and living through us and protecting yeah. us because if we don't have it, it doesn't matter. Well, there's, there's risks every day too. Exactly. And that's why we, and that's good. You know, we don't want to just wait for a calamity to happen or uh, a plague or sickness. That's right. To quote Psalm 91, make it your daily routine mm -hmm. to go ahead and have this before you. And this is, this is something we're supposed to do even with our children. That's right. You know, um, it talks about here in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 28, observe and hear all these words, which I command thee that it may go well with thee and with my, thy children after thee forever. When thou doest that, which is good and right in the sight of the, of the Lord, thy mm -hmm. God. So faith pleases the Lord. Yes. And we release our faith when we do his work. That's right. And that's part of it. We have the, the trusting in his ability and we're supposed to hearken diligently to the word of the Lord. And it talks about all these things. And that's why it's just so beautiful that this really encourages you as far as the Bible just doesn't tell you what you have. It tells you how to do things. That's right. And, and that's that what would I appreciate. That would that be would, unjust to yeah, God. This is what you have, but I'm not going to tell you how to get there. Here's your, here's your, here's your pot of gold. Here's your treasure, but we're not going to tell you where it's located. Exactly. Well, that would be mean and, and unjust, wouldn't it? Exactly. No, that's not what the Lord does. Though. So. He wanted us to prosper. And then in verse 8, which is very familiar to most Christians, Joshua 1.8. But again, we can be familiar with the Word to such a degree that we don't have it as fresh revelation. And an over-familiarity is not helpful, but it will actually hinder us. Alright? We, we can actually become so familiar with God that we don't walk with God. We can start taking him for granted. And we never want to do this because the word of God is full of life. The Bible tells us in Philippians that is the word of life, the word of life. So there's life in the word. And of course, Jesus is the living word that gave us the written word. All right. Yeah. But he says there in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. So we're supposed to speak the word. Speak what God said. Don't be afraid. Be thou strong, be courageous. I will not fail thee. Verse 5, nor forsake thee. We're supposed to be in the book of the law. Speak what God said. All right? Well, we have to be thinking in line with what God said first. Yes. And that would 
be precipitated by having knowledge about what God mm-hmm. said, right? And so that's why we look at the scriptures, that's okay? Right. Because faith comes automatically. Faith comes automatically to us when we look at what God said. Amen. Faith is there. And you know, one thing too, honey, I really appreciate what Hebrews 2, 1 says. It says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. That's exactly right. So we right. have to really stay attentive. That's why we're supposed to hearken dig- diligently to the word of the Lord. We're supposed to keep it before our eyes. I was trying to find that scripture. It talks about the frontlets of your eyes. Where that means morning, noon, and night. Keep the word of God before your eyes. Yes. Because then it's in your heart and that's something you can act upon. And you know, it's something it's like you're meditating on something when it's fresh, when it's alive, or you're looking to go somewhere, mm-hmm. you can't stop thinking about it. Right. You're not going to forget about it because you're always thinking about it. And that's what the word of God wants to do for us today. Amen. Amen. He want, the Lord wants us to always be meditating on his word. That's exactly to right. Get fresh light and illumination. And it's it's life breathing. It breathes it breathes life and it breathes freedom for us and liberty for yes. us to be able to walk in those things. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Jesus said, "If you continue in my word, John eight, yes, then are you my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, shall make you free or set you free." All yes. right. So as we're looking at this, we can get freer and freer and freer. Yes, thank the you, more Lord. light we have from God's word. Now, Joshua one eight. So this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Mm-hmm. For then, after you do in the all, mm-hmm. thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Okay, so if we stop right there today for with verse 8. He wants us to have good success. He wants us to prosper. If he didn't want us to have good success, if he didn't want us to prosper, why would he ever told us how to do it in the first place if he didn't want to? That's right. If God didn't want us well, why would he tell us how to get well and how to stay well and how to stay free from fear Mm -hmm. if he wanted us to go around being afraid? That's right. Good question, isn't it? It is. Well, the Bible has the answer, and we've just been looking at that these last several minutes. God is on your side. He is for you. He's not against you. Perhaps you're out there today and you'd say, Brother Pastor, I don't know the Lord Jesus like you're talking about today. I went to church. I was baptized as an infant or a young child, but I've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and made him my personal savior. Well, the Bible tells us we must do that. And as Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, we must be born again. So if you're out there today, and perhaps you're in a backslidden condition, that you're out of fellowship with God, we're going to invite you to come back into fellowship with Him today. And we're going to invite you, if you've never accepted Jesus, to ask Him into your heart and take Him as your own personal Savior. It will be just the beginning of your Christian walk. It's by no means the end. But it is the first step in coming into the family of God. The Bible tells us, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. But to do that, we must first recognize that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've broken God's holy law and his commandments. And we need a savior because of sin. And Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. The lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world to take away our sins. So legally, redemption has been 
purchased for mankind, but we need to receive Jesus because he is the only Savior. All right? Amen. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2.8, by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm. All right? Amen. So why don't you bow your head, Thank perhaps you get Jesus. on your knees if you're in a place you can do this. And don't just say words, but let your heart agree with these words. And let's pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I come to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, and I recognize. And I recognize that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner in need of a savior. In need of a savior. So I come to you. So I come to you by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, according to the word of God. According to the word of God, and I believe. And I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God that He's been raised from the dead. That He's been raised from the dead, and I invite Him into my heart. And I invite Him to my heart today today for to forgive me of my sin to forgive me of my sin and to create me anew and to create me anew in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I want to thank you Lord I want to thank you Lord for saving me for saving me redeeming me redeeming me cleansing me cleansing me and bringing me into your family and bringing me into your family I love you I love you and as I start out and as I start out my new walk my new walk with my new relationship with my new relationship with you with you Help me. Help me. All the days. All the days. Of my earthly life. Of my earthly life. From this day forward. From this day forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, if you prayed that prayer, or you should have prayed that prayer, we want to give you some materials that will help you as you start your new walk with God. All right? You can... Contact us through our website, www.alfc.net or through email, alfc at alfc.net, and net, N-E-T, or con contact us by phone, 503-692-9673. But this is, again, your, the first uh, step in your newfound walk with God, and we want to send you, free of charge, some materials to help you. If you need to prayer, uh, you can uh, call us at that same number and let us know. We do encourage you to find a local church if you don't have one already and become a part of that local church. If you're in the Portland area, you can come visit us in Tualatin at 10 a.m. on Sundays right now. That's right. All right? So let's receive communion together. Amen. Amen? Amen. Praise God. The Bible tells Good us news. that the Lord's table was perfect. And we do this in remembrance yes. of Him. And when I speak of the Lord's table, we're talking about the communion table, which has to do with what is represented in the new covenant, the blood of Jesus that was spilled for us and his broken body. All of these are symbolic, both of these. And as 1 Corinthians chapter 11 tells us, Paul receiving revelation to the church at Corinth by the Holy Ghost told what happened on the night in which Jesus was betrayed. He took of the cup and he took bread. The bread stands for your physical healing. Mm -hmm. Jesus' body was broken for you, for your physical healing. Amen. God wants you well. That's right. This is one way to receive healing for your body today, too. It's not the only way. It's one way. Mm -hmm. But we appropriate that by faith. It's not That's because true. there's something magical in this bread. You might have bread or some other type of wafer or something. It's symbolic. But we release our faith in God and God's Word. Amen. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He did this with his disciples. And this, as we're told in Isaiah 53 
And Matthew 7 and 1 Peter 2 tells us about Jesus by His stripes. The stripes that were laid on Him at Calvary, 39 stripes. He took every sickness, every damnable disease, everything that you could think of that could hurt, harm, destroy humanity. And He took it legally away. So praise God, we can be the recipients today. And if we're well, we can thank the Lord for our health that we do have and the strength in our physical bodies. Amen. Shall we pray? We shall. Father God, we do thank you and praise you as we take this bread in faith. And we believe right now for your healing power to touch every person as we receive communion together. We thank you that Jesus took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses and that by your stripes, Jesus, we were healed. And so right now, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, we want to thank you for your healing power touching every person that is watching right now. And thank you that healing belongs to us. And we believe by the hand of faith that we receive healing in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for touching necks today, touching uh, backs and and people that are having muscle issues. We thank you, Father, for your healing power working in their body right now in the name of Jesus. And as we eat this bread, we say, I receive that word. I receive your healing power by faith for my body right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He made a way. Thank you, Lord. And begin to thank the Lord for your healing right now. Yes, Father. We just thank you. And begin to praise Him that you are healed, that you received that healing power. And let us know. Let us know. In Jesus' name. Praise God. People have been healed. Praise the Lord by just reaching out by the hand of faith. Mm -hmm. And we always like to hear about those testimonies. Praise God. We've had many people healed through the years. Yes. When receiving communion at church together. Mm -hmm. And you can receive right where you're at right now. This cup represents the spilled blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood that gave us entrance entrance into the Father's family. And that's why being born again is now possible. It's because of what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And we commemorate that today. And we celebrate that. And as child of, of God... We receive forgiveness according to 1 John 1, 9. When we sin, we simply say, Father, forgive me. Yes, Lord. I ask you to forgive me in Jesus' name. And right then, the blood is applied by faith. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus that can wash away all of our guilty stain, praise God, and receive the covenant privilege of forgiveness. Amen. We thank you for that right now in Jesus' Jesus. name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. God is so good. God is so good. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you being with us again with our online broadcast. We encourage you. Stay strong in the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't be moved away from what God said in His Word as being true. Remember, we're to be a light in a dark place, the salt of the earth in these last days. Go out and tell other people about the good news, Mm -hmm. that Jesus is alive. Mm -hmm. His covenant, the new covenant, is true, and He's coming soon. We love you and we care about you, and we're praying for you too. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.